0: Let's get to the news of the day, the real news of the day, as it pertains to this off season. I think it's interesting that the first name that to emerge in the offensive coordinator search for the bears was Shane Waldron, the Seahawks offensive coordinator who was suddenly looking for a job because yeah. Pete Carroll got fired. And Shane Waldron has been there for three seasons. Well-respected, highly regarded around the league, a Sean McVay, uh disciple, if you will. So he comes from that kind of branch of the McVeigh tree. He also worked in Washington, uh, has a background that you look at and you say, okay, those systems, that approach, I could see why he would be appealing. Also had some success with the running game with the Seahawks. Dan, because he is first, does that make him uh, ahead of the pack or how do you interpret Shane Waldron appearing on the Bears' list. Well, he was he was first to uh, be revealed, you know,
1: and so we'll, we'll kind of wait and get a get a feel for um, other candidates that the Bears will reach out to and talk to. You'd imagine they they'd want to um, go through a handful. And listen, one of the questions I asked Matt on. Uh, wednesday evening was look like the, there's other teams that are going to be trying to fill similar positions so how urgent is this for you and he stressed that he did realize that there was an urgency to this uh is an interesting name for sure on a, on a couple of levels and, and just the the idea that that he's got a track record of having been around um some highly qualified head coaches in his in his time in the league he does uh you know Notably run a system similar to the one that Luke Getze also ran here in Chicago, um, but obviously didn't call well enough to, for the Bears to keep them. Um, you know, another name that's popped up on my radar from a couple of different people is Daryl Bevel, who is currently the the Dolphins passing game coordinator. You probably remember that he was a finalist for the Bears head coaching job in two thir- t- 2013 when they hired Mark Trestman. He was also uh, rumored slash linked to potential assistant coach openings when Matt Nagy was assembling his initial staff in 2018. So there's familiarity in the building. Uh, I believe he overlapped during his time in Minnesota with team president Kevin Warren. So there'd be in building Intel uh, in that regard. Um, but that name's popped up a, a little bit as well. You, you're starting to see kind of s- some overlap in the lists. You know, is, is Jim Caldwell a guy they reach out to again? Wow. <laughs> you know, is is Kellen, Kellen Moore on their list? What do we think of uh eric Bieniemy, um you know the greg romans and frank rex of the world it's going to be an interesting few weeks but but shane Waldron's name uh being the first out there gives you an idea that the bears are are open-minded and getting after this pretty quickly considering that that came about 12 hours after they uh told luke getzi he would no longer be a coach in hell it
0: also suggests to me that all of the concern and consternation about how nobody's going to want to work in chicago nobody's going to want to be Uh, taking that job because of the lame duck status of Matt Eberflus or the uncertainty at the quarterback position. I just don't buy that. I mean, I I just think that when you're in the business that you look at things differently than you do from the outside and and everybody looks like, every coach believes that they can be the guy that fixes the problem that's a chronic issue. And so I look at the Bears situation, maybe the chance to – Coach, a number one overall draft pick uh, in a city like Chicago with a defense that, you know, is going to be an anchor, uh, pretty appealing.
1: Well, look, like I, I certainly have never framed it as nobody is going to want to look at this job. But I do think that they may face a restricted candidate pool or at least an uphill battle in convincing certain candidates that this is the job for them. You used an operative word in that last sentence that you just said, which was maybe. You may be able to coach uh, a young quarterback draft prospect, or maybe they tell you you're going to have to try to reclaim the current guy, which, again, as we've talked about previously, has less appeal to a lot of coaches in this league who might say, you know what, there's two other jobs open where I know they're drafting a quarterback and I can get on the ground floor and use that as my escalator uh, in my career rather than trying to um, use what you're proposing for it. And oh. so th- there is, you know, there is yeah. complexity to that Fair there- point. And there may be an impediment for for certain candidates in that regard. As I kind of slept on everything that happened on on Wednesday and woke up on Thursday, David, my my thought was it's easy to have knee-jerk reactions to all of this. And that's what the fan base and to a large extent, um, you know, our audience is conditioned to do. For me, the next step is seeing exactly who they hire before I cast uh, judgment or – um, have a celebration or point the blame game at, at anyone because I just need to know what this hiring process looks like and who they ultimately end up with. If They wind up with a uh, an offensive coordinator slash play caller who we all go is, yeah, that's, that's either a rising star or an established, proven uh, talent at the position they're hiring for. I think we'll all feel a lot better about what happened on Wednesday. But until then, we kind of just play the waiting game. And that leaves for that uncomfortable anxiety that often triggers people into to having rants and, and explosions wherever they have their most famous rants and explosions.
0: Is it unfair to think or to suggest that if you are a guy like Shane Waldron or the, guy, the candidates you mentioned, established play callers with experience, is it unfair to suggest that they might look at the Bears situation and be curious and maybe even excited, unless the job description was to try to revive Justin Fields' career or to make him into a more polished NFL quarterback. Um,
1: ask that again.
0: Just so so I, I want to know I want to know this. Because I, I, my my inclination is that if I'm Shane Waldron and I'm probably gonna be pursued because of my experience he had some success in Seattle the numbers this year weren't the greatest but I think he's well respected helped unlock Geno Smith yeah yeah so I think we agree that he's he probably is a candidate it would be he's gonna have some options right sure so if if I'm Shane Waldron and I go to Hallis Hall let's say I Uber to Hallis (laughs) Hall I get dropped off if I'm gonna tell my Uber driver to stay there for until you hear from me (laughs) if I get into the interview and the first thing i'm gonna my my first question is okay what quarterback am i calling plays for if it's like well we want you to really rescue the career of justin fields and make him into a polished passer i'm probably texting my uber driver and saying okay i'll be right out in five minutes (laughs) if it's like you know you're gonna get a chance to call plays for the number one overall draft pick a guy with a high ceiling who some talent evaluators think is uh the best quarterback in the draft in, in several years i'm probably going to text my driver and say okay i'm going to be here for a while I'll, I'll text you when i need a ride I, my point is that like is that going to be an impediment is, is, if they stick with justin fields don't think i have to declare that during the interview and would that keep people away uh, okay,
1: so there's, a, there's a, a a little bit here. First of all, Shane, I think uh, Peter, a friend of the podcast, Peter at the House Hall Security Shack is going to tell you to park the Uber down the block and maybe in the <laughs> Abbott lat nearby because we can't just keep clogging traffic here in the main drive. So let's get that under, nice job, under uh, understood yeah. here. Yeah, kudos <laughs> to Peter for the job that he does there. Honestly, one of the best employees they have there. Um, I don't think you can show your hand entirely because it, 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 for for those who then don't take the job, your word has spread to the entire NFL world on what you're going to do at the quarterback position. And that's not a good way to do business when you're trying to uh, at least go through a process of of deciding what you're going to do. So I don't think you can declare that definitively. And I do think that that's part of the complexity that the Bears are going to face in this next stage of interviewing and, and attracting candidates and then ultimately hiring one. Um, I also think that for these candidates like number first and foremost you want to feel a philosophical connection with Matt Eberflus you know you don't want to come in here and feel like okay i'm restricted from doing what i do best because he's got a certain way that he likes to do things and so you got to marry up hey mr defensive minded head coach how aggressive are you willing to let me be uh we know that obviously taking care of the football and avoiding sacks is a big deal in your world but if i want to unlock a few things and whatever quarterback i'm working with can I- do i have a little bit more free reign to to make some mistakes in the interest of of like there's a lot of questions you need to ask to to form that philosophical connection with what is going to be your boss Um, and then to the point that you just made I think you are going to ask questions and try to get a feel on how the people in that building feel about Justin Fields, even if they're not going to declare, hey, yeah, we're launching him. We're trading him on April 3rd, you know, no matter what. uh, You're going to want to have a sense, and you can pick those things up in conversations. Uh, You can understand how they talk about that quarterback, what they feel about his current state of growth and where they see his potential going. Um, That's all business that that these coordinator candidates are going to have to sift through there, and they're going to have to keep their their Uber drivers close. Um, In some cases they may have a a, a a car service that brings in the house all and david in some cases depending on how good the candidate is there's a possibility that george mccaskey will be in the white Sox lot at o'hare uh with his car getting ready to drive said candidate to the building himself so let's keep an eye out for that
0: would he be in long-term parking or short-term parking <laughs> Usually short term, yeah. Okay, and, uh, I just uh, didn't know it might save a couple dollars. Well, yeah, well, then yeah, well, like maybe
1: you go down to the rental car line and make them take the kiss and fly exactly. uh, shuttle over there, and and, and 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 honestly, that's actually logistically a little bit easier.
0: The Air uh, train, as, as know, an it's, O'Hare it's, veteran, yeah, yeah, finally up and running now after several years <laughs> of being dormant.